Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy Robinette. And this is Chuck. And this is the Robinette's Nest. Haunting edition. Haunting edition. Should be haunted edition. Haunted, haunting. Haunting, haunting. Haunting. I don't know. Haunted. I don't know. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite haunts. Haunted haunts. Yes. And one of my favorite haunts was several years ago. Several years. Way, way back in the past. In the past. I was invited to the Ricky Lake show. Woo! Remember Ricky Lake? Remember. Remember. And she wanted me to film a seance on television with her and... Melissa Rivers. Rivers and the audience. And the audience, yeah. And I think it was Buddy from one of the cooking shows. Could and be. Christina Millian. Millian. Yeah, she was there. And like there's a bunch of people that were and there. Lonnie Love was there. Lana Love, yeah. And so we we flew to Hollywood. Yep, went to LA. And it was like this time that that year that we're taping this. So right. it was like it was our anniversary. It was October fourteenth that we mm-hmm. flew down there. Couldn't tell anybody. And we flew there, and they put us up in a hotel in Culver City. Culver City, which is where the studio was. It's Culver City Studios. Right. And didn't tell me that Culver City is actually pretty haunted. Haunted. The hotel was. So we stayed at the hotel. Was it wasn't it just called Culver, Culver City? Hotel? City hotel, I believe so. And we, it was an older hotel, a few stories high. Beautiful. It was a beautiful hotel, very nice hotel. And it it ended up having a history yep. connected to the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Which I'm afraid of anyway. And as I've mentioned before, I love the, the Wizard of Oz, except for when the Wicked Witch melts and the Winged Monkeys. I didn't like those either. So where did the cast, the Munchkins, stay <laughs> they when they were filming? At the Culver City Hotel. Like several of them in one room, like yep. six of them in a bed. They would, instead of sleeping up and down like normal people would do, they would lane them up sideways so they would go across the bed. And they could fit more into the bed then. And it was all very, very hush-hush. They didn't want anybody knowing that they were actually filming this movie. Nope. And supposedly they had tunnels that went underground to, the, to studio. the studio. So no one would see the little people walking to the sets. And many of them were mistreated. Yes. Apparently there is a lot of kind of underground and they say they like to party they like to drink they had a lot of issues with that some of it could be urban legends we don't know we weren't there but <laughs> we weren't there when i don't when think i was alive when no. it was filmed but no yeah so they you know there was always crazy stories that i remember reading about or hearing about don't know if it happened didn't ask anybody but yeah they were mistreated and there was a lot of partying going on supposedly so it's rumored that Charlie Chaplin owned the hotel at one time, and we were told that when we checked yeah, in. Yeah, we were. And then he lost the hotel in a poker game to John Wayne. Yep. And so other owners and other rumored owners of the hotel include uh, Red Skeleton. Skeleton, yeah. Um, YMCA. I don't know who Lou Catlett is. Do I have you? no idea. I'm not sure either. But it was like the hotel that all the famous people stayed in. 
And so when we checked in, they knew that why I was there. They knew, you know, obviously that's where they put people up, you know, in the hotel. Right. For, um, you know, for, for the, to tape the different episodes of the Ricky Lake. And we could just walk to the studio. We walked to the studio from the hotel. So we checked in to Culver City Hotel. Correct. And they offered us a room, which was, it was on one of the top floors. Yeah. And they said, we hope that you're okay with ghosts. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? What? You know, tell me more. What? And so with all of the legends that it had, you know, they told us about kind of the, the rich um, hauntings with regards to those that played the actors and actresses that played the Munchkins and the Wizard of Oz. Right. There was a little bit, you know, more of a, a dark history that came with it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, it felt good. It was a beautiful hotel room. Yeah. It had a huge armoire with a mirror. It looked like something out of Narnia. It was, it like was beautiful. Nice area. You could see down from our window, you could see downtown LA, you know, in the distance. Saw the studio. You could see the studio. Yeah, across um, the street was food and shopping. Yeah, there was an out burger, but I didn't eat hamburgers in those days, so I never went there. We had Starbucks down there, and it was right down the road, I believe, from like the Sony Studios. Yes. Yeah. So we we had never been. I had never been to LA before. I'd been to California, uh, closer to San Diego. Did go up to Disneyland though in Anaheim. So I was really excited because I wanted to see. The whole Hollywood, right? You know, the hands on, you know, the cemeteries oh, and yes. and all of that. So I was excited about all of that. That was too. So we we stayed there for a day. I think we were only there a couple of days. We stayed couple, there days, a yeah. day ish, maybe two days. Yeah, we well, were there be, for two it days. Had to be at least two days because I know we had a rental car and we the tourist stuff and so apparently the hotel is really known for a lot of ghost seekers as well which again we didn't know the hotel was merely chosen for us because it was on, on the, the studio lot. right yeah. so it was right next to it and a lot of the studio which i know i'm kind of blending into the two but the lot of the studio was well known for like gone with the wind yeah i was gonna say gone with the wind i do remember that um i recorded some of that there uh I think what's the the Griffith Andy Griffith show? Yeah. Um, and there was like other, you know, kind of very monumental historical right. types of shows. Shows and movies, right? So, um, we were going to do that like a couple days after that. I was going to film with that, and at first they wanted me to go on a ghost hunt right. with them, you know, there. Which I'll talk about that in a second. So Chuck and I decided to explore. I'll check it out. LA. Right. Did not realize, we'll get into the haunting part of it in a second. Did not realize that it's not the greatest area. No, it's pretty seedy, I guess. You know, it's not all glitz and glamour like you would think it would be. You know, anybody that had never been there before would might think it would be Hollywood. Thought it was more. But one of my favorite things that we did was we went to the cemetery. Yes, that was my favorite part. And it was interesting because I wanted to see Michael Jackson's, um, his, his, where he is. He's interred yeah. in a building. Right. And 
every time we went to the interment, the sky would turn black, black, purple, black. And all these crows would just like come out of nowhere. It was, it was like out of a Hitchcock film. Very eerie. And then they would close. Yep. They would close it for no reason. There was nobody there, but they would close it. So we would go to another part of the cemetery because they'd have a sign like be back in 10 minutes. We'd come back and it'd be bright and sunny. And then the exact oh, so same thing yeah. would happen. Weird. And so we were like, apparently we are not supposed to go. Right. So we never did. We didn't do that. No, we went to the other one, other cemetery. So your favorite, I don't know if you can call favorite. Because no, that's a, a favorite, really kind of, but, yeah. like, one of the most special gravestones that we kind of bumped into. Is Ronnie James Dio, who's a hard rocker, metalhead. He, unfortunately, he passed away a few years back. And he had had cancer. his own, yeah. Um, you know, he had also been known as being like being able to sort of channel the other side in right. order to write a lot of the music that he wrote. And he had a huge like tomb out there. It was all marble, it's beautiful. And, and they had a beautiful painting like behind it. And I was so excited. I'm yelling at Christy, "Hey, look! It's Ronnie James Dio! Oh my God!" And she's like, "Shh, you're in it's the cemetery." A cemetery. But I was so excited. I took a bunch of pictures, and yeah, that was pretty cool for me. And I didn't know that he was there. I mean, I knew he'd passed away, and he was always one of my favorites. We honestly were just wandering around and were awestruck, no yeah. pun intended, by all of the people that I'm, were in this Hollywood cemetery. And they had like these outdoor mausoleum type things, where you know they would be. We saw Lou Rawls, and I was thinking, well, geez, it's a really small one. I can't believe it's Lou Rawls, the, you know, the old soul singer, but it was. It was, yeah. So you see Ron and James deal with this huge thing, you know, and they had all these crucifixes, you know, hanging there or whatever. Not crucifixes. Yeah, I guess it was crucifixes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people saying or little notes. And then you see Lou Rawls, and it was like, you just stacked up there. Like, oh. Yeah, it was just like so a wall kinda, of kind of sad with that. Ashes but, or what but it was a nice, very nice cemetery. Very cool. Beautiful when I went there, I wanted to see the Capitol Records building that's round. We did that. That's down by Grauman's Chinese, I guess, or whatever. And I saw the Warner Brothers studio, which was kind of close to that cemetery. Yeah, we went to a couple. We went to Holy Cross Catholic Cemetery, which uh, Sharon Tate, Bing Crosby, yeah. uh, Rita Hayworth, some of those are at. It is also said to be pretty haunted right. as well. Um, we went to couple other cemeteries like we honestly just got lost at going to the right. cemeteries which sounds sort of strange but it was it was what we were doing the only the other kind of paranormal thing that happened that wasn't really paranormal was everyone talks about the traffic in la we never really saw it we didn't see any traffic ironically we the most traffic we saw was going from the airport when we arrived getting in a rental car and driving to culver city that was the most traffic, and that really wasn't that bad. It wasn't like driving through Chicago at 3 no, o'clock in the morning. not at all. But So we stayed the one night. We stayed a couple nights, but the one night I woke up to the armoire door opening. Like, we're sound asleep, and all of a sudden you hear, squeak, and it's opening. Yep. And then the phone rings. <laughs> And it was a dial phone, wasn't it? It was like it was an old, like, like vintage yeah. phone. And of yeah. course, it's 
three in the morning, the witching hour. Crazy stuff. So I was like, okay, do we answer the phone? And I did. (laughs) And there was nobody there. Have you checked the children? And so three more times it happened. I closed the armoire door, fall back to sleep, and the phone rings. Mm -hmm. So I call the front desk after the third time. And it's now like 3.30 in the morning. And I tell them, I'm like, I'm in room, whatever. And our phone continues to ring. I did not tell them that my armoire door kept opening. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't blame you. And they said, we're so sorry, ma'am. That happens often. And I'm like, okay. So, of course, they're like, maybe we, we wonder if maybe there's a problem with our phone lines. Yeah. And I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. So the next morning, I'm so tired, mm-hmm. right? We're also lagging because we have a different time, time zone. zone. And I normally see spirits, but I wasn't seeing anybody. So the next morning, we were taking a shower. And I we're up way early in the morning because for us, yeah, you know, it's like 3 in the morning is our 6, 7 in the morning. Like right. we're all messed up. And I'm like, Chuck, do you smell that? (laughs) And he's like, what are you talking about? And I open my hotel room door and the employee is smudging the floor (laughs) with sage. And I'm like, huh, what are you doing? And he's like, we have to do this every once in a while. And so I started talking, you know, to him. And of course, there's there is a lot of history of a lot of hauntings. Mm Um, and a lot of death. Any hotel that you go to has yeah. a history of death, unfortunately. And they hadn't apparently smudged some of the bad spirits out. And we were being haunted by those spirits Ooh. of Culver Hotel, Culver City Hotel. Culver City Hotel. So then we walked over to the studio to do the show. Yep. And that was actually really cool. Yeah, Ricky cool. Lake was awesome. Yeah. Everybody was awesome. I had a publicist at the time. Mm, Not so awesome. I Um, stayed in the green room. I didn't want to go out in the audience and watch. I could watch it from the TV, the closed circuit. And so they took me around to kind of see what I felt and gave me a lot of the history of the, of the hauntings that they were having. And we went to the front office and they have a lot of hauntings there. And it's pretty cool to see all these facades of you know, the old shows and stuff on the lot. <laughs> yeah. But the old, the office that they use for looks like the plantation home of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. So it looks like, what's it called? Tara? Tara. So it looks like Tara. So that's where the, it's a real home and that's yeah. where the offices are in there. And they say that things are moved, the lights flicker. In fact, when we went in there, the lights flickered and it wasn't the air conditioning because sometimes that can happen. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of cool. You know, I had my my ghost instruments on yeah. the K2. You Didn't you walk with me then or you didn't? I probably did. I don't remember. I'm getting old. I don't know. So the K2 meters and all of the rest of the meters and we walked through all of that, and um, so it was kind of interesting. But then they ended up having a paranormal team come in, and they did, like, an overnight thing yeah. with them. Um, but that was pretty cool. I do remember the one guy that worked there was an older gentleman. Yeah. And 
you said something to him and he said, Oh my God, are you from Detroit? He came running <laughs> up to me and he's like, Oh my God, you're from Detroit. And I'm thinking, how does he know? I honestly from just said like, hi, how are you? Or something right. like that. Like, how you doing? And he was all excited. And he said, because of your accent. Yes. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I've been in California for 20 something years and I miss Detroit and I know Detroit. And I'm like, we have a Nate. So those of you that live in Michigan or live in the Midwest, we have a nasally. We have an accent. Accent and home, home. You know, people yep, that people are homesick. Home yeah. they know they our accent. Michigan, they can tell us Detroit. So LA, obviously, you know, has a ton of different, you know, hauntings. It was fun though. We went down Rodeo Drive, which was kind of a disappointment. That was fancy. But, you know, went by Studio City and. We saw the Hollywood sign up there on the hills. And, yeah. Uh, Which apparently is also ha very haunted. We went, saw some of the handprints in the cement. We went to the Target. We went to the Target. Yeah. <laughs> that we was saw, fun. I think, only one. One celeb. And you that was Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst walking. She was walking down the, the street. Probably coming back from Pink's with a hot dog. I don't remember, uh, but we went by it. I remember. That was where we went. Yeah. We didn't go to Pink's. No, we didn't eat there. No. Um, I don't even know. We ate like at a Mexican restaurant. I don't even remember. Yeah, we did have Mexican. You're right. <laughs> See, That's I all I remember. remember. <laughs> That's all I remember. And at Starbucks across the street. That's all I remember. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. And I remember seeing from our window, we could see the in and out And I kept thinking, geez, I want to go there. I'd never been there before. It was an old one. But we never did. So I think Culver Studios began in like 1918. Like, it's been there that long. Yeah. And if you look up Culver Studios, if you look at what it looks like, mm -hmm. you'll see that it looks like the front of, of Tara. Tara, Gone with the Wind. A Star is Born was filmed there. Um, Andy Griffith Show, Lassie, Batman. What? Uh, Scrubs, Arrested Development. Howard Hughes once had a stake in the studio. That's what I thought. Um. There's all there. I mean, it's got such rich history. And we honestly just went to the one studio. And yeah. that was weird, though, because everyone was dressed up in Halloween costumes. Right. Because it was supposedly the Halloween show. So it, right. was, it was different. It was it was it was a little bit mixed between like the prices. Right. Or everyone yeah. was yelling or, like, between, or let's make a deal. Yeah, let's make a deal. And it was, it was a little strange. And it was strange because the people in the audience, I mean, they were like regulars. I think they just go there every time they tape. And they had, they were pulling suitcases behind them, I guess, because of the costumes. And they would change and do whatever. But it was like they know, were act, odd. they were like actor wannabes. Yeah. So they would come hoping to be discovered. Someone would notice them in the audience. Yeah. I, and I never knew. I mean, there was so much that I learned that had nothing to do with the hauntings right, of. Right. But so. After we had our experience that one night with the phone ringing and the armoire opening and them smudging the hotel, I, you know, I went down and I talked to a manager and it was a very ritzy, like everyone's like yeah. very polished. Yeah, there was, yeah. And, but I, there was a one, one young lady and I told her what had gone on that night. I'm like, can you tell me the story? Yeah. Like what? Get the scoop, Chrissy. Get the scoop. So apparently the story was that there was a very, they wouldn't name names. Right. But there was a very, um, like, in Hollywood couple, you know, that were, like, they were made to sort of pretend to fall in love and 
to make it look good, you know, for the press and right. for the screen. And this was very back in the 1950s, you know, very like Clark Gable-ish like. Ooh. And they were, they had to pretend with their publicists that they were in love. Ah. And, but he ended up falling in love with her, Uh-oh. but she was with somebody else. Uh-oh. And so they met at the Culver Hotel mm. for a meeting, but it was her boyfriend that met him instead what a tangle web we weave and he ended up disappearing oh my and to this day Hmm. they have never found him so they believe that he was taken to the tunnels (sighs) of the hotel between the studio and the hotel and was either taken by the mob was very very connected during that time and in hollywood they were probably sponsoring half these movies Kind of like Vegas back in the day. So it ended up that he disappeared, mm. never to return. Never to return. Hmm. So they believe that it's him that haunts the hotel. Yeah, maybe. We've got a reason and to. they, because it's such a sordid, and they, of course, had a lot of rumors that he was an alcoholic and that he was in, you know, all this other stuff, right. you know, where his name has never been cleared. And his legacy has never been, you know, mm. painted. Food for thought, folks. There you go. I, I was told not to say who this person is. Uh-oh. And we're not going to so say So you may now. have to Google. Google. Who's Everyone gone, Google. What Hollywood stars <laughs> went missing? At the Culver City Hotel. The Cul- I don't think studio. it says the Culver City Hotel, it would, though. Maybe it's like Culver City. Maybe it's it the studio. It might just say uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. You know, in Hollywood. So, yeah, hmm. and, and there is obviously a lot of meetings that took place that were a bit, hmm, shall we say, mm-hmm. little mobbish. A little oh, bit. we didn't say that, folks. No. So that's the Culver City haunting. That would be it. There, I'm sure there's more. That sure, haunt. there's a lot probably more sure, things, yeah. I'm sure there's a ton more, but that's it. It was interesting. Yeah. Hey, would you go back to L.A.? Um... I definitely wouldn't live there. No, I wouldn't live there. I'm not a fan of California, to be honest with you. I mean, when We've I was in San Diego. Was, yeah. yeah, no, but I've seen, seen San Diego. I've been down there and then came up. Uh, it's nice, but I don't think I'd want to live there. No. I like my seasons too much. Yeah, I can't understand seeing Christmas there or something. But I guess it's the same thing with the South and United States. I mean, that was the weird thing. Like, we went into the Target and it was it was October. So there's winter boots, there's sweaters, there's heavy coats, and people are wearing it's 95 degrees yeah. wearing a tank top and shorts. And they're wearing these heavy things. And I, I go to the cashier, I go, I'm so confused why everyone's wearing winter clothing or autumn clothing, and it's so hot. And they said, Well, they try to pretend that, you know, like they're in season. Yeah, if it was 60 at night, you know, they're wearing parkas. And I didn't understand that either. Oh, it was so strange. Very odd. Yeah. But we have thicker blood than they do. I guess that's it. So thanks for listening to the Robinette's Nest, yes, Culver City Hauntings. Ooh. This is Christy. And this is Chuck. I believe in you. Peace. Thanks again for listening to the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.